0: Our scripture lessons this morning as we gather together on this second Sunday after Christmas. For those who will worship later, the lessons come to us from the Old Testament prophet Jeremiah chapter 31 verses 7 through 14, Psalm 84 verses 1 through 8, the New Testament epistle to the Ephesians chapter 1 verses 1 through 14. And Matthew's Gospel, chapter 2, verses 13 through 15. Well, we find ourselves today deep into the heart of the 12 days of Christmas. It's a time of great joy. It's a time of feasting on delicious holiday food and all of the holiday treats that come to us at this time of the year. It's a time also of feasting on the spiritual riches that God has actually come to us in Jesus. But in the midst of the celebration, we are also confronted this morning with the reality that Christmas also has a dark side. Christmas is accompanied whether we like it or not, by tears. In our gospel lesson this morning, Joseph has another dream and another encounter with an angel. You know, what a roller coaster ride the past few months must have been for Joseph and for Mary, but especially for Joseph. First, a dream about Mary's miraculous conception by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he's got to get on board with all of that. And now here, a second dream with another angel saying, Pack up the wife and the kid and get yourself down, down to Egypt quickly. Herod is about to launch a seek and destroy mission for the child. Christmas has a dark side to it. Yes, there is the multitude of the heavenly hosts singing and praising God at Jesus' birth. And yes, there are the magi who will travel long distance in order to search for Jesus. And yes, there are Mary and Joseph who ponder it all in their hearts. But there's a shadow side to it all. The underbelly of Christmas is that Jesus has enemies and His enemies pursue Him from the womb all the way to the tomb. And Jesus' first enemy is this man named Herod. Herod seeks to destroy Jesus. While he is secretly preparing to find out where Jesus is. Joseph is waking Mary up in the night and saying, Hurry up and get packed. We've got to get out of here now. What are you talking about? What's going on? Mary asks. Herod is looking for us. He's after the baby, he wants him dead. Hurry up and pack. We don't have much time. We've got to get to Egypt. Mary hurriedly throws some onesies and some socks and diapers into a bag while Joseph sees to the animals. And both of them immediately think back to another time and to another place and to another child. The place was Egypt. The child was Moses. A power-hungry pharaoh hatched a plot to kill all of the male Hebrew children. But with the help of a wicker basket and some disobedient Egyptian midwives, the child, Moses, was spared because he was destined to save his people. And now as these two frightened parents hurry and pack their things, they can't help but see the similarities. Their minds cannot help but go back in time. Moses was spared from Pharaoh's murderous plot And now these two anxious parents must get the child Jesus to Egypt so that he might be spared from Herod's murderous plot. Taking a page from Pharaoh's playbook, Herod orders the murder of all male children two years and younger in and around Bethlehem. The church remembers these children during the Christmas season every year on December the 28th. You might remember it's the Feast of the Holy Innocents. These children are considered the first Christian martyrs. So in the midst of singing joy to the world, the church pauses during this season also to hear the painful moaning of Rachel, weeping because her children are no more. All because Herod seeks to destroy the child Jesus. But Herod is not the only one with destruction on his agenda. Herod is merely an accomplice of Satan, of the evil one. Satan is also seeking our destruction. Did you know that this morning? And here's an interesting thing, brothers and sisters. Isn't it interesting that throughout history... When Satan senses that God is up to something really big, Satan tries to sabotage God's plan by going after infants and children, starting in the womb. When God was on the brink of liberating his chosen people from slavery in Egypt, Pharaoh ordered the murder of all the baby boys. And now at the birth of Jesus, as God is preparing to liberate his people from sin, Herod orders the murder of infants and children in and around Bethlehem. What a pattern! When God is on the brink of great liberation, Satan ramps up his warfare and goes after infants and children. And his strategy is the same with us. When you have something that works, you don't change it. He is on a search and destroy mission, and that mission is centered around our kids. So perhaps all of us today, parents, grandparents, all of those who will be parents at one point, perhaps all of us can hear the voice of the angel today. As the angel calls to us and says to us, Get your kids, get your children and flee from the enemy's pursuit. Flee to the refuge of the church. Run from the culture that is trying desperately to squeeze our children and us into its mold. Get into the church, the ark of safety. Saturate yourself with the scriptures. Avail yourselves and your children of every opportunity for spiritual formation. Pray without ceasing. Get into the church and put on the full armor of God. Your enemy is prowling about like a roaring lion, seeking those whom he can destroy and devour. And he starts with infants and children. He pursues them from the womb to the tomb, just like he did with Jesus. But, God protects Jesus from Herod's murderous plot. In the pitch black darkness in the middle of the night, Joseph puts his worn out wife on a donkey with their son. And he wraps them tightly in blankets, hiding the baby, I'm sure, as much as possible. And they set out quietly on their journey, listening for the sound of hoofbeats that could approach at any moment. There are no Google Maps. There is no GPS, except the overhead stars. The journey is long, and it is hard. But God protects these weary travelers and their precious human cargo. God walks out ahead of them all the way down to Egypt. God protects Jesus from Herod's murderous plot until Herod is no more. As Matthew tells it here, God's protection of the child is a fulfillment of prophecy. Matthew is quoting the prophet Hosea here. Hosea said, Out of Egypt I have called my son. Hosea was looking back to the founding of the covenant community of Israel when God called his firstborn son, Israel, out of slavery in Egypt. And Matthew sees that event here as pointing forward now to this event where God rescues his beloved son from the tyrant Herod and later brings him out of Egypt. Matthew sees Jesus here as a new Moses whose life is spared as an infant so that he may later lead God's people out of their slavery to sin and into their freedom. God protects Jesus from Herod's murderous plot. He saves him from death at the hands of Herod in order that he may fulfill his destiny by dying later at the hands of Pilate. These little children, the holy innocents, died in Christ's stead so that he might die later in ours. Satan attempted to thwart God's plan by going after infants and children. It's a mystery beyond comprehension. It's a mystery that leads us into suffering but it is a suffering that always ends in glory. and The dark side of Christmas reminds us of this and filters it through our own experience. Jesus came unto his own and his own did not receive him. The light entered the world but as we know the world loves darkness more than light. Herod seeks to kill the very light of God that has come to heal him and save him. But God's light is stronger than the darkness. And God protects Jesus from Herod's murderous plot. And in the same way, God gives us grace and power to survive Satan's murderous plot against us and our children. I don't know where you may be this morning, you, you may be here this morning and you may be faced with enormous challenges today. You, you may be confronted with suffering at every turn. You may be stricken with illness or the loss of a job. You might be shunned and rejected by your family because of your walk with Christ. You might be here this morning and you might have witnessed things that make you ask the question, why does God treat in such a peculiar way the creatures that he loves so much that he sent his own son to them? This is the dark side. The underbelly of Christmas. But through it all. God gives us victory over Satan's evil schemes against us. He calls his son out of Egypt to come and to lead us home. And as we journey with him, we are tempered and we are refined by hardship. We are plunged with him into the mystery of suffering. But it is a suffering that always ends in glory. So as we come to the table of the Lord this morning, we come rejoicing in the miracle of Christmas. But we also come and we understand that we do not rejoice in Jesus' birth for its own sake. We rejoice in Jesus' birth because of what he came to do. The enemy pursued him from the womb all the way to the tomb, but could not thwart God's loving and sovereign purpose. Out of Egypt, God called his son to feed us with himself. And to lead us all the way home. And that is the glory and the miracle of Christmas. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.